can I put this? I'm going through changes. Oh, that. Don't worry about that. We all go through that. Some a little bit later than others. I'm sorry I didn't notice, but I haven't been hanging around the locker room all that much. Welcome to Double Impact, the podcast where we double back on the movies that impacted us growing up as 90s kids and decide whether they hold up today or are best left in the past. Nearly forgot my thing there. I'm Tristan. And I'm Greg. I remembered mine. Yeah. Greg. <laughs> Greg. So do you ever think maybe it's Craig? Well, some people do say Craig. Craig, yeah. Craig. Craig is uh, American for Craig. Craig. Yeah. So Craig is in a lot of movies. Daniel. Why do you guys say Craig? Yeah, I don't get it. Sort You've already out. got Greg. You don't need Craig. <laughs> You've got to expand. Have a Craig. Craig. It's more differentiated. Yeah. Imagine if you moved to the US. That would be a real pain in the ass. Greg and Craig. Yeah. I would get a lot of Starbucks Craig. No, I wouldn't. Would I, get, I wouldn't get a Starbucks, would I? No. No. Not as an Australian. Yeah. Sorry, Americans. We don't do Starbucks. Oh, except for one of those... Orange mocha frappuccino. Yeah, <laughs> that was the whipped cream going on. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. delicious. They're probably about a thousand calories. Yeah. Speaking of calories, we're doing Teen Wolf. Yeah, good Gregway. Yeah, <laughs> we've had a we've had a big couple of weeks with the potty. We had Total Recall. Yeah, which was big for us personally and was a good performing episode. People have been listening. It's always a good result if people are listening. And we thought it was like it. It was one of our preferred. Probably our favourite episode. Oh, well, it's a movie that's close, near and dear to our hearts. So in many ways mm. it, it, was, it, it just poured out of us. Yeah, we're <laughs> big, big Mars aficionados. Yeah, exactly. And the triple boobies. Um, <laughs> and, and then, of course, last week we had Wives of the Show. Yeah, which compensated for a potentially lacklustre film. Blockbuster. <laughs> yeah. A lacklustre blockbuster. Yeah, yeah, Exactly. Yeah, so thank you, wives. Yeah, it was a pleasure having them on the show on our pod retreat. Yeah, we called it a pod retreat, um, but the podding was the beginning and end of any pod related. We didn't. We didn't do any other. We did pod one episode. Things. We're going to do two episodes. And apologies to the wives. The, the, the initial pitch to the wives was: join us on the JCVD episode, and we'll do an episode of your choosing. Yeah. Also. We didn't get to that second no. part. <laughs> <laughs> no. We we had wine instead. Yeah, yeah. Wine's good though, eh? Yeah, I'm pro-wine. Yeah. Um, speaking of wine, mm. 1985. Teen Wolf came out. Do you know what else happened in 1985? <laughs> what else? It was David Letterman's first top ten list. Really? Wow. Oh, word, word of warning. <laughs> um, I've put a few new sound effects on the, uh, the old soundboard, so Greg's probably going to get a bit carried away. <laughs> okay, just, let's just can we just go through them? Okay, yeah, that, we'll go, we'll, go we through can them. come back to this. We'll come back to it. Fuck you, asshole! <laughs> <laughs> I thought that would be good for when often we talk through origin story or a character in a movie and they're a bit of an asshole. So, or when we're doing any of the Weinstein's of the world. Fuck you, asshole! Exactly. Or if uh, you're telling a good story, you might hit him with the... Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I had to edit that hard. It's worth it. Keep going. 
right. Is that enough the, of a tour of our? Well, you didn't put the <laughs> reggae horn in. <laughs> oh, did you want that? No, because I pressed it too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And listenership would dip. <laughs> David Letterman's first top ten. Mm-hmm. Now that's a big deal. Yeah, for me personally, I, you, you're a Letterman guy. I'm a Letterman guy. I'm sure, we've got a few Letterman listeners. That's right. So, who would like to hear Letterman's first ever? Top 10 list. Yes, please. Top 10 words that almost rhyme with peas. <laughs> That's coming out the gate strong. I would have thought he maybe would start with something sort of logical. <laughs> He's so he doesn't. Well, he probably does. I was going to say he doesn't get enough credit for being so weird. He, he probably does, but maybe in Australia he does it because he's he was never quite mainstream. But mm. He's so weird. He's out there. He's out there, man. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Uh, number ten, heat. Number nine, rice. <laughs> number eight, moss. Number seven, ties. <laughs> Strange. <laughs> number, number six, needs. <laughs> Top five words run, almost to run with peas. Lens. <laughs> number four, ice. <laughs> I don't know if that, I agree with that. I feel like this isn't very well ordered. Number three, nurse. Number two, leaks. Number one, meats. There you go. Um, so that's my Diddy from 85. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah I feel like the, the list went in reverse and I did count 10 to 1. But I'll give you a top 10 list. Yeah. How about the top 10 movies oh, for 1985? that's interesting. So the number one movie, strangely enough, was Back to the Future. Uh, number two, Rambo, First Blood Part 2. Number three, mm-hmm. Rocky Four, sorry, I struggled with the Roman numerals there. Rocky number three, Rocky Four. <laughs> number three, Rocky Four, just to confuse yep, you. Drago, but, but double, double um, sly right there, which is nice. Number four, Out of Africa. Number five, A View to Kill. Number six, ah, The Dream is Alive. I've never heard of that. This is global. Global. Number seven, The Color Purple. Number eight, Cocoon. Number nine, The Jewel of the Nile. And number ten, Witness. Ah, starring uh, Harrison Ford in that one, I believe. Ah, oh, yes. I looked it up because I hadn't heard of it. I thought he had a more provocative name like Sexy Witness. <sighs> they needed you on the job back yeah, there. Yeah, would have been great at making 80s titles a little bit more sexy. But Teen Wolf had it figured out. So that was the number 28 film of 1985. Mm. Obviously you got MJ Fox up there, number one, and you got MJ down there, number 28, with our movie of the week. Teen Wolf. Oh. How's the half-assed thriller dance? Oh. <laughs> oh, there's a lot to talk about here. We'll get to all that. Um, i got a few quick stats about this. Yeah, good. Picture. It came out in August of 1985. Mm-hmm. Summer. Back to the Future was still in cinemas. Wow. Um, it came out, it debuted at number two behind Back to the Future, 
in that particular weekend that oh. it launched. Budget of $1.2 million, a gross of $80 million. That's a huge return. So while it came in at number 28, yeah. ROI, that Romy. Uh, yeah, yeah. The Romy is probably better than BTTF. Potentially. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, the gap between that ROI and these Rotten Tomato scores, there's probably some formula there that we could figure out. We could, but, we um, could brief it out yeah. to some numbers folk. I reckon... Rotten Tomatoes might have open source data you could access. Yeah, it would like be cool numbers. to have, get like a, a ratio there or something. Yeah. Um, but basically it didn't go so well on the old tomatoes. So critics gave it an overall Rotten Tomatoes score of 44%, audience score of 52%. Yeah, and I guess we'll come back to that in terms of how we think. And we fall somewhere in between in terms of are we a critic or are we audience. Mm. We're a little bit of both. We're critical and, audience. And <laughs> we're a critical audience and perhaps our percentage if we were to give one, would fall somewhere between 44% and 52%. Now, if you're hearing a dog bark in the background, that's because Seymour is in the other room and I'm just hoping he was sleeping. We'll be right back. And we're back. Um, all right, where were we? Was this a big movie for you? Uh, fuck yeah, it was. Yeah, right. Yeah. I assume not in 1985. Yeah, it must have been a little bit later, but I was. I think it, I would have been young. Yeah. Um, I kind of blended into Team Wolf 2 as one movie. Oh, interesting. Which is the same thing but a boxing movie. Oh, is it? Yeah. I don't think I've seen Team Wolf 2. And it's, I read today, it's actually Patrick Bateman was, yeah. was Team Wolf no, 2. No, Jason Bateman. Correct. Patrick Bateman <laughs> is American Psycho. Is American Psycho. Another monster film perhaps. Hey, there you yeah, go. Interesting. Oh, yeah, well. Uh, uh, uh. Something to think about. I don't know. Uh. <laughs> um, so yes, it was. I, I, you know, I remember the basketball and the jumping and the dunking and the wow. I just assumed it would be basketball again. Well, it was boxing. I mean, you know, maybe they thought that was played out. Fair enough. Boxing feels like a little bit more of a <laughs> unfair. Yeah. <laughs> setup. Yeah. You have to fight a werewolf. <laughs> it's no, kind of bullshit. You've got to wear a mouth guard though. Oh, okay. <laughs> and yeah, it's not shit. like werewolf, I don't feel like their upper body is particularly strong. True. Yeah, little, kickboxing would be probably better for a werewolf. Yeah. A bit or, of backflips and shit. Or like a, you know, if you had to fight a gorilla or some sort of ape, that would be a challenge because, you know, with their strengths and such. Yeah, <laughs> true, true. Like a grey gorilla from Congo. It's true. Greg always brings the martial arts expertise. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this was a big one for you. So you, yeah. you were very much into the Teen Wolf franchise yes. in your teen years or earlier? Uh, uh, I was a kid. Yeah, right. So you thought this might be, never know. I was coming into this and we obviously will get to the rewatch, but yeah. I was coming into this thinking this is going to be a This a is delight. my movie. This is a total yeah, recall. This was a, this was a, I hadn't seen it for a long time. Like yeah. a long, I can't remember the last time I watched this movie. Um, and I was, I was like, Carol was like Teen Wolf and I was like, Trust me, babe. <laughs> it's great. Even the title. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> There's, so I, I was a bit different. Because, yeah, because this, this, this might be one of those ones where, you know, the two-year age gap between us is. I've always been more. fond of this movie, but I don't think I ever rented it or anything. Yeah. I think I always just picked it up on TV when it was on. Yeah. And I don't think I ever watched the whole thing from start to finish, but over the years I probably just assembled it mm-hmm. in different parts. Yep. And I always it became a bit of, you know, in late teens, early 20s, it became a bit of like I just was kind of not obsessed with it but I just love 
How fucking random is Tim? Like I, yeah. I love the randomness that yeah. that movie exists. Uh-huh. A bit like Weekend at Bernie's or anything like that. Like yep. it was a classic weird 80s thing uh-huh. that I was a big fan of. I think yep. I, I dressed, I tried to dress as Teen Wolf at the at the work Halloween party one year or Christmas party or whatever. Great idea, bad execution. Just wore a white jacket? like did, which Not team, even. I think I just wore. Which Teen Wolf were you? Which I wore Basketball a, Teen Wolf, Prom Teen Wolf. Well, I just, I wanted to be Teen Wolf. The idea was Teen Wolf. I just had like a werewolf style wig and borrowed like a Letterman jacket off Manson. That was about oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's not bad. Eh, it wasn't great. But um, it would have been better to wear, well, it would have been better to look like Teen Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to get the whole, the actual Teen Wolf suit. Yeah. But at five foot four versus six foot three or whatever you are, might have been a challenge. Yeah, yeah. I, I, was, I got too many feet for an MJ Fox costume. But in any case, I was a fan of this film perhaps more from afar than you were. Yes, right. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. I, yeah, that's interesting. I was I was into it. Yeah, right. Um so to go to the origin story? Um please. Origin story. Now this this little origin story here is a, a series of firsts. Mm. So the first of the firsts. This was the first movie ever written by the first movie ever written by Jeff Loeb and Matthew Wiseman. Ah, uh, yep. A couple of film students, well, ex-film students from Columbia Film School, they became buddies there. Now, uh-huh. if those names sound familiar, it's because they also wrote Commando. Ah. And they wrote Commando around the same time. In fact, they wrote Commando first. So fresh out of film school, they knew they had to have a sample of the goods, right? So they wrote a little script called Commando. Well, that'll do it. That'll do it. All right. That will do it. Tale of revenge. Yeah. So they write this thing um, and around the same time a now defunct production company called Atlantic Entertainment was, you know, the word on the street was they were looking for a, a cheap high school movie, a teen comedy. Just anything. Just anything, I guess. It was like a hot trend at the time. And, mm. and Jeff and Matthew were like, huh, well, what, <laughs> if, what if a teenager became a werewolf and he became better at basketball. Keep going. <laughs> and the funny thing about that is he literally said that in an interview about this. It. Like, it's not like, what about the journey of this or that? It's like, what if he became really good at basketball? <laughs> there's, not, there's not much more to it. It reminds me of Ron <laughs> Howard pitching Homer's idea in The Simpsons, you know, when he goes, well, it's a powder pie that <laughs> travels through time. <laughs> Kinda. It's a bit random, but in their defense, this was the this was the '80s, mm. big time for werewolves. So, just to give you a rundown, the, the werewolf is to the '80s what the vampire has been to the 2000s, I think. Oh, so, um, in the '80s, there was also a film called Wolfen. There was the Howling. Ah, yes. The Howling course. Two, Full Moon High, Teen Wolf Two, of course, The Company of Wolves, Howling Three, Silver Bullet, which I've just remembered existed. Wow, I want to watch that. Um, that. That's how you kill them, though. An American werewolf in London. Yes. So eighties was prime werewolf territory. Yeah, that's quite a few, isn't it? It's a lot. How many <laughs> did you lot. list there? Nine. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, nine or something. Um, American werewolf in London was a good one, wasn't it? That's that's like the one, I think, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So, um, so they they pitched this idea and they're like, yeah, all right, let's do it. Go write it. Now, around the same time, they sold Commando to Mr. Joel Silver. And actually both those movies ended up in cinema around the same time, like a month or so apart. So between these guys and MJ. Just Isn't that the domination of, of the cinema that year? 
it's it's crazy. There's like a there's some Venn diagram there of these there things is. being all there's interconnected. There's a definite Venn, especially. But also the you see this movie, you wouldn't think lap pack writers absolutely. Like Commando, no. the guys that wrote Team Wolf wrote Commando, not in different chapters of their career at literally the same time. That's crazy. Did we discuss Commando being like the blueprint for Taken? We, well, we said the the, 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 daughter. the the modern version would be Taken. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, what cool. we said. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sorry. Keep going. Yeah, so these guys straight out of film school. Uh, they quit their jobs at TGI Fridays in a video arcade, uh, video game arcade, and went all in on writing the script for Teen Wolf. Now, Michael J. Fox was already attached. The studio was interested in him. Bearing in mind, he actually wasn't all that big yet. No. So this was... Even Family though Back ties. to the Future came out first, this was actually shot first, and so he got cast. They'd previous this same studio previously made a movie with um, with Nicolas Cage before he was famous, so they had a good eye for this kind of yeah. shit. But it's a super interesting one because they locked this guy. It's Michael J. Fox, man. <laughs> it was Family Ties. It, he was still in Family Ties, but Family Ties wasn't as big yet. So Is Family, that, yeah, that had a. I think I read it had a. A time slot, slot shift. Yeah, yeah. So it, when he was cast, it was the number seventeen show in the US. By the time the movie came out, it was the number two show in the US because yeah. uh, it got moved to be after Cheers, Cosby or Show. Cosby show or so he gets cast. Back to the Future doesn't exist. He's in like a TV show that's not that huge yet. By the time the movie comes out, he's in the number two show in the US, which again for context that means you're getting over fifty million viewers a week. So he's he's huge. Yeah. And Back to the Future, the number one movie of the year. So suddenly, this quite humble small picture from a very small studio from a couple of film students is in the spotlight as like a big fucking deal. It's crazy. It is crazy. It's crazy. And along those lines, similar to, um, you know, if you haven't listened to our Back to the Future episode, what are you doing? Go back and listen to it. <laughs> if you have listened to it, you'll remember there were some scheduling nightmares with that film. They had to negotiate pretty hard with um, the Family Ties guys to even get, even get Michael J. Fox in the picture after a failed attempt by poor old Eric Stoltz. This time around, though, they got super lucky because the, the actress that plays the mother in Family Ties was actually pregnant and having twins, Meredith Baxter. Ah. And so they had to halt production for three weeks. So they go, you can have Michael J. Fox for three weeks. <laughs> they wrote the script in about three weeks before that, that why too. Why was so quick? And they shot it in three weeks. This whole thing was like six weeks. Do <laughs> like you know who crazy. doesn't get a break in all this? Michael J. Fox. Oh, Marty. Man, hardest working man in Hollywood at the time. Well, we yeah. Talk, yeah, we talked about that in... Uh, what a machine. He was in Back to the Future. He was shooting Back to the Future at night and shooting Family Ties. During the day. During the day. Um, next thing is they needed a director. And actually what's interesting with this origin story is, as you'll notice, the writers have been in control of this thing all the way throughout. I guess because maybe it was a small studio, but usually writers kind of lose control they do. of it. We've learned it gets, that. Yeah, we've learned that, right? It gets twisted and turned yeah. and then they go, ah, that's not what I wrote. Yeah, <laughs> then, then you end up with... Oh, what was the one that? What's one that's real shit? Nowhere to run. Nowhere to run. Yeah, oh yeah, we did the last, <laughs> last week. <laughs> it's like so nowhere to run. Um, so they're looking for a director. Uh, apparently, a lot of directors came in and wanted to make it dark and gritty. Oh. And like, nah, mate, that's not what this is about. You're missing the point. Um, a young guy by the name of Rod Daniel came in and said, "This isn't a movie about being a werewolf. It's a movie about a boy." And his relationship with his father. Deep. Could have fooled me. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but apparently that sold him and that became the directorial debut um, for Mr. Rod Daniel. 
So Good again, on you, Roddy. a first for the writers, a first for the director, and a, and a first starring role for Michael J. Fox. Rod would go on to do K9, ah, the speak, super. Speaking of dogs. Yeah. Where does K9 stack up in the K9 versus Turner and Hooch? I would put Hooch above. Yeah. I think so. I mean, I would have to watch them again. Well, well we could do a, a face off. I've got a reason for watching it. Yeah. This show. <laughs> um, the super, Beethoven second. And as you can tell by the trending line there, went on to have a career in TV. Um, uh, <laughs> not before he did Home Alone 4. Yeah, Home Alone 4. I think that's director video, isn't it? It's yeah. definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's TV, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So just to round out the cast, obviously you've got Michael J. Fox as Scott Howard. You've got James Hampton, the lovable dad as ah. Harold Howard. Love him. Love him. He is great. Um, Susan Ursitti, perhaps that's how you pronounce it, as, as Buff. I would assume not. Yeah, probably. Um, Jerry Levine as Styles, Jay Tarsus as the coach. I thought he was worth calling out because he was a mad weirdo. He was pretty good, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what happened. The thing got shot in three weeks, Bish Bash Bosh, Rap Party, The Viper Room. Mm, which MJ wouldn't have been able to get into. Oh, actually, no, he was 20-something. He was he? 23 and yeah. Jerry Levine who played Styles was 27. Seven, yeah. They're all 20s. How old was, the, how old was Mick, the, the bad guy? Oh, good question. I'm sure he had a stomach tattoo. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Missed that. And I couldn't tell, did he go to that school or not? Because he's, um, he's in all the social situations, yeah. but then he's the, in the, the then, enemy on the team. And <laughs> how many teams does this <laughs> Just basketball, them. does this tiny one town have? Yeah. All right, sorry, we're getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> Let's play the trailer. For Michael J. Fox, life hasn't been easy. going through changes. His voice is changing. Give me a keg of beer. That's not, That's not what it sounds like. Is there anything wrong with me? He's got hair on his chest. He stopped being a boy. What do you think about to get worked up? At last, he's become... Scott? Scott Howard? This is your father speaking. Now open this door right this minute. A wolf. An explanation is probably long overdue. Dad, an explanation? Look at me. Look at you. He's always wanted to be something special, but he never expected this. (laughs) Teen Wolf. He's got style. There's something different about you. (laughs) Did you change your hair? He's got class. Wolf person. He's got hair all over his body. Wolves aren't supposed to be shy. He's a wolf in teens' clothing. And tonight is his night to howl. Teen Wolf, a new comedy with Michael J. Fox, star of Back to the Future. Very strategic mentioning of the number one film of the year. Yeah, yeah, good, wasn't it? Look, I'll be honest, I think they did explain the whole plot there. I was going to say, there's not much there. (laughs) There's not much left. Period. Um, But, you know, perhaps you'll come at it from a slightly different angle. Yeah, I mean, I'll try. Yeah, give us a rundown. What Uh, what exactly happened in this movie? uh, Teen Wolf, uh, a blunt allegory of the metamorphosis of boyhood into manhood. Mm. Hairy, hairy manhood. 
The story of Scott Howard, just a small town boy living in a lonely world, mm. taking the midnight moon anywhere. <laughs> he's an average bloke. He, he's on the basketball team. It's not really clear why. All of a sudden, he becomes a werewolf, a teen wolf. And everybody's cool with that. Everyone's cool <laughs> with him becoming a werewolf. Yeah. Uh, and life gets better. But he's about to find out, mm-hmm. as the great Biggie Smalls once said, no hair, no problems. Mm. And maybe being average, Scott, isn't so average at all. Mm. It's also a love story between a few girls and very fandom. <laughs> Apt. Apt. Yeah. I agree. I thought it was quite interesting. You would expect that the crux of this movie is he's going to hide this thing. No one's going to accept this. But everyone so just immediately accepts, oh, werewolf, huh? Yeah, werewolf, right. That's cool. That's you got a basketball now. Yeah, huh. wolf, wolf. You're hot now wolf. for some reason. Yeah. Is that? Until they don't. Yeah, until they don't. He's Return on him real quick. <laughs> Why? I don't know. It's all got- poppy syndrome. I don't know. Because he scratches a dude? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, yeah, well, it's, it's it's strange. There's so much. We're going to have to take this one, one bit at a time. One bit at a time. But in, yeah, sorry. I was okay. going to ask how you found the rewatch. Well, yeah, I mean, the opening credits were interesting. They were long credits and long but not an animated opening credit. So mm. I, I think you're missing a beat they, there because they did. Cause the, yeah, it lends the, itself perfectly to a nice animated Credits like a little wolf, teen wolfy thing running We've around the screen. We've grown to love animated opening credits here on Double Impact. It's one yeah. of my favourite things. Yeah, and they, they, right, they, they missed an opportunity. Stuff my mum will shoot. Was was MJ? Honey, I shot the kids. Was MJ? I didn't unless I missed it. I didn't see his name in the credits. I went back and checked. It was the first name, but it didn't say starring. It said like I can't remember what it said. Introducing with Michael J. Fox or something. Yeah, my, my first reaction was that thing we just said of, of no one seemed to care. In fact, they loved the fact that he was a werewolf. Um, I also thought it was kind of funny and, and maybe it's the point, I don't know, because I guess he was already in the zone because he was, he was already, I guess, being cast. But Michael J. Fox as a basketball player is pretty funny. It is. <laughs> he's just so little. I mean, Stockton's pretty little and he's hairy. <laughs> How short is Stockton? He can't be as small as. Probably like 6'2". <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe a Muggsy Bogues. He's more of a Bogues. Yeah. Uh, they, yeah. They also maybe the sweatiest basketball, basketball players I've ever seen. What was with the sweat? Until he becomes a werewolf for some reason, he doesn't sweat at all. Well, he was, sweat that more. opening scene, he was dripping. 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 Came in dripping. Came in dripping. Um, I wasn't a fan. Sorry, I'm just hammering through a few of my, my initial reactions to this movie. Mm-hmm. I really had a strong dislike to his cool guy friend. Oh, he's repulsive. Styles was a piece of shit, man. Massive piece of shit. Fuck you, asshole. I hate him. I really don't like him. He would not have been a cool guy at my school. He would have been like, you're a douche. Shut he the was fuck the up. douchiest guy. I was interested. I, well, I was, now he'd be Stifler where no one actually likes him. Yeah. I guess. Maybe. It's interesting. It was interesting. He was, especially his, some of his um, closed-mindedness. You're right, actually. A lot of the outdatedness, which we'll get into in this movie, traces back to the him. Styles. <laughs> Styles, you piece of shit. Um, sorry. <laughs> Apologies to Jerry Levine. You're just doing your job. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I hated him You're so much. 
Yeah, and I think overall my, my feeling in watching this movie was I think I like I like that this movie exists for all the reasons I mentioned before. I, I like the idea of it probably more than I liked watching it, it's a, to be fair. It is a succinct and apt. That's not to say there were things I didn't – I did like elements of it. I did like parts of it, but yeah. What about you, Greg? Yeah, I, I didn't really enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, on the rewatch I was like, oh, this is heaps shitter than I remember. <laughs> yeah. And the bits that I was laughing at uh, weren't ironic. Like it was – weren't ironic? Wait. Were ironic. Were ironic. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. we go. Wrong word. <laughs> um, yeah, like it was – and there was heaps of cringe. It was interesting because yeah. it had a – it was so heavily stylized for the time. Yeah. Which is always interesting. Yeah, yeah. But it hasn't – it certainly hasn't dated well. But, no. Uh, well, I think the, but that can go either way, can't it? Sometimes when it's stylized so much, it does date well because it's just a little because it time becomes capsule. like a little vintagey yeah. vibe. Well, I I don't mind Which it some did of have the that. it did have that a bit. So I think I, I tried to break down a little bit of pros and cons of what what aged well versus what didn't. So should we should we get the negatives out of the way? What what, uh, what didn't age well? Uh, yeah, I mean that's most of my notes. Um, I've got a few line items to, to cross off here. All right, let's go through. Should we start with the house party or the sexual harassment party? Yeah. Fuck, man. <laughs> what the fuck's going on at that house party? It was sexy, wasn't it? <laughs> it was like... It's coming of age tale. But, man, it's pretty rapey. The, it felt like dark almost. Like it felt evil. Did it? To me, I was... I was it felt weird I, for the for the females in the room. Like, why would you go to this party if you're a chick? Well, you know, they have hormones. Also, we had we had Jello wrestling at the ski. Uh, yeah, but people opt in, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's no, there was no opt in in this. Was there not? No, she, he just poured the jelly down her shirt, uh, and it's like, and then and then the other guy goes and goes motorboats. <laughs> like, <laughs> look, so what I'm look, I, what I'm saying is, I think there's some outdatedness in perhaps how some of those party games were were executed. <laughs> I think that's. I don't fair. think listen, you can't. You can have hey, you can have sex games. You can have good. It's a wild time in your teenage yeah, years. Yeah, You're going to explore I'm, some of these I'm things. Pro Jello, but but maybe it could be a little more even-handed between the male and the female equation. Yeah, like yeah. Say, excuse me, do you mind if I pour some Jello down your breasts? Yeah, and note about the shit out of you. Oh, I mean, pour it down his breasts. Yeah, he's a big fella. Well, yes, Bruce has been asking about my breasts lately. <laughs> True story. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, boo boos, as he calls them. <laughs> no. Yeah, really? Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah, I've been trying to So they're called Peck's son. That's what that's what Carol <laughs> defended me with. I'm like, come on, let's be honest. Anywho, we digress. <laughs> yeah, look, there was Greg's going through some changes right now. There was some rapey games in there. There was some rapey, rapey and games. And I think the the treatment of it was quite dark and I think that's what I'm saying. And it's chick, more like there's there's some nuance there that maybe would have made this a bit less weird. Yeah, like not having a girl that didn't look like she didn't want to be there dressed in lingerie as his sidekick. Oh, that was weird. That was the weird bit for me. I was like maybe she was older and someone she'd hi- they had hired. I was trying to figure out how this would work because, yeah, it was weird. Um, female characters, this is an easy one. Like they were pretty one-dimensional. There was sort of the slut and then there was like they were the just. The girl next door. Yeah, and like, the, the hot chick was just a horrible person. There was no nuance there whatsoever. And Not, like she, the. The girl next door, I don't know, 
Sample size one was hotter than the hot chick. This is what I think in a she lot of these old blonde. movies. I think, well, I think, yeah, that's, yes. There's a lot of these older movies, it's just the blondness the or blonde. something. I can't think of it. I can't think yeah. of the others now, but there's a lot of movies like this where, what do you mean? She's hot. Like, just the best friend. Like, what, yeah. what are you doing? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, it's a no brainer. It's a no brainer. Even his dad was like, come on, mate. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? You freak. Um, but she did, she could have a, I would, Encourage her for her brand to have a revised nickname. Like instead of Boof? It was Boof. Because in Australia, Boofhead is a bit of like a, you're an idiot. Yeah. A Boofhead. And I mean, even just. I mean, it's not a. It's not a. Audibly. It's not a. Boof. Not a hot name. No. Um, to, in defense of the film, though. Yeah. Oh yeah I, I wouldn't. I, would, I don't think the male characters were much more fleshed out either. So what are you going to do? Where, where was the mum? Did did they cover well, that? Well, I was wondering because at some at one point the references, kind uh, of one of some other guys like uh, I shot your mum when she was attacking my farm or whatever. But it, but it was like he was about to get in a fight. It's like is yeah. he being serious? Did he kill his mum? What did he mean? Like because he because he shot a wolf that was eating his chickens. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But his mum's not there, so I assume she's dead or something. It's, it's interesting. It feels like that should have been explored a little further. Just, I know you've only got three weeks to film it before Family Ties is back and that's very important. It's got a new time slot. Yeah. But come on, just, you know. Yeah. It's a couple of lines. If JCVD can give us a full backstory on why he's, you know, from Quebec. Yeah. You know, come on, just help us out. How about um, lack of diversity in this <laughs> film? What do you mean? <laughs> for, for a movie centred around... The sport of basketball. <laughs> None of these schools. There's one. There's one black student, purely for the purpose of a little breakdancing oh, encounter in the hallway. Oh, he has a breakdancing encounter. Get it? Because he's black. Yeah, so he would be a breakdancer. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 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 However, visually it was off. I don't. I, I can't argue with that. What I would say is there were. As a community, they were very accepting of a werewolf. Of a werewolf. Well, okay, this is this is sort of what kind we're building of. up to, I guess, in in terms of what's age well and what hasn't. They're so accepting of a werewolf, arguably more than a black student because they're already, Ooh. but definitely more than being gay, basically. So there's well, a that's scene quite in here, literal. Yeah, yeah, basically, there's a scene in this where. He's coming out, so to speak, to his asshole mate. Yeah, um, Styles. Yeah, and I'm not gonna. I won't quote the dialogue here, but basically, the f the f word is dropped, and it's like, "What are you?" You know, he's like, "No, no, no, I'm a werewolf." And like, oh, that's fine then. Like, yeah, it's it's yeah. literally that's, more acceptable to be a, 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 a literally a monster. I don't. It's not a derogatory. Like, literally a monster than it is to be gay. And I think there's there's movies we've done already. That do use Please don't call the F werewolves word. don't like to be called monsters. <laughs> furry fandoms. <laughs> That's my new buzzword. There's movies we've done before that have used the word. Now it's a bad word across the board. But this one is even harder to defend because the context of, in which it's used is like that would be horrible if you were gay. Like we couldn't be friends. Yeah. Oh, but you're a werewolf. That's fine. Yeah. It's, it's, it's that unacceptable to be gay that it's more acceptable to be a werewolf. That's pretty hardcore, man. That's pretty hard to look past. <laughs> yeah, that was a ooh. Like I think we, we, we're pretty forgiving on the podcast here. We try yeah. to give a balanced point of view. And, and everything we've and set up until this yeah. point you could argue is like, hey, time capsule, different time, yada, yada, yada. 
this too, different time, but it's a little, little. I winced pretty hard at that. I was like, it was oh. quite unnecessary. It was jarring. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. Yeah. So that's that's probably the biggest bam bow against this movie. Everything else is what like it's par for the course kind of thing. That was the only thing that kind of stood out as like, oh, that's a bit much. It's kind of hard to look past that. Um, hey, but there were some things I liked about it that I thought actually aged quite well. Oh, yeah? I think the overall aesthetic, as you mentioned, I don't know if you liked it or not, but I quite liked. I liked the look of the town. I, liked I thought the look it looked of, like a nice place to live. I'm, yeah. I, could, you know, I like to show the sunset over the cornfields in Nebraska. <laughs> I'm a simple boy. I haven't got no big city of cars, a big city of Money's. What's that from? Is sure, that from I sure like to show her a full moon rise over the cornfields of Nebraska. What are you talking about? This movie's set in Nebraska. Oh, okay. <laughs> what was the rest of what you just said? <laughs> it's from Team America. Oh. <laughs> I, don't wow, I haven't watched that in ages. It's still great. But as usual, I like the practical effects. Oh, yeah. Like I enjoyed the changes. It's outdated, but, I mean, it's, it was, but it's just styled out. Like it's, it's, they've cut and paste from Thriller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did all that in a day too. I think they recognised the limitations of what they were doing too so they do enough cutaways for you to fill in the gaps with your imagination. Like yeah. it, it all works quite nicely. Imagination. Um, what else is aged well? Uh, well, even still in the world of aesthetics, I thought some imagery like the, the car surfing stuff as, you know, maybe not the safest thing in the world but the car visually looks great. Mm. Like it's, it's, an, it's a bit of an iconic I thought thing, that was it? interesting because... You couldn't put that in. That's what I was thinking. You really that it aged that. poorly in that. It's aged poorly in terms of being you know, responsible. And, you know, it's aged poorly. A lot of people have died doing that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and to encourage youths to do that and make it look cool. That, I think that was yeah. I was a bit. Oh, that's not so good. But it did look cool. Did it? I think it looked pretty cool. Have you ever done that? Uh, not like that. We used. To, I think we used to just lie on the top and hold. I things. think I've done the yeah, old lizies. Yeah. yeah. Well, apparently the the writer Jeff Loeb. You did that in college. The Lizies or the Stanzies? The Surfies, the full, full Stanzies. Man, he's going pretty quick. Yeah, I don't I, know if they went I was hoping far. Styles would fall off because he's, he's... Because he's a piece of shit. Yeah, because he's a... Fuck you, asshole. I don't care for Styles. I don't care for Styles either. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, the dad was awesome. I like the dad. The dad was great, man. Yeah, like he really stood up for his son. He... Was there? He, he knew the girl. The son should go. He was a, he was yeah. a good dad. And you know, he asked the director, "What's this dad about? How do I?" And the advice he was given from the director, he knows how to make a casserole. This guy. That is perfect. When he is like waiting outside the bathroom door, full full werewolf dad. I did enjoy that. And then leaves, and he walks like just goes yeah. about his business. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Ara both just cracked yeah. up. Non ironically, we were like, "This that's that was that's a good actually scene. hilarious." He is a ray of sunshine in this movie. And they didn't make – they made him like the Santa Claus of – Yeah, he's quite adorable. Like. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't a vicious thing. Oh, it was great. Yeah, it was good. Uh, it's, gonna be, it's a good amount – for the movie it is, teen high school movie, vampire – werewolves. Werewolves, yeah. Um, it's some good tropes. you got the crusty old Dean. Yeah. I'll catch you as a principal, of course. Very similar to the principal in Back to the Future. Yeah, Dundalinger. Wait, no, that's the Simpsons. <laughs> um, the prom, just the prom sitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always classic. a good one. The big prom, game. Big game. Do you know what I was thinking was missing though? 
some commie bastards. Oh, yeah. But then. Like the bad team should have been Russians. Yeah, but then <laughs> they were in red. Oh, fuck. Good call, Greg. Yeah, some subliminal commie bastards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. Subliminals. Yeah. There you go. That's good. That's good. Um, I do think there is something in, you called this out in the synopsis there, that this could very much be, it is essentially a movie about puberty just dialed up a thousand percent, right? Yeah, it's like, it's just a bit like looking for Ella Brandy. Oh, uh, yeah. Or um, Gallipoli. Gallipoli. <laughs> Bad example perhaps. <laughs> uh, I was thinking because I, I played basketball in high school and I was quite short. And then suddenly I was no longer short. Mm. So I, I had a bit of a Teen Wolf transformation. Oh, yeah. Less hairy. Yeah. But oh, but then as you're saying as well, like what's interesting with this one is that they were so accepting of his werewolfness. Yes. And so it's almost like it's little reverses. Like you could say he's actually hiding himself. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, which is a nice little... Wow. Nice little flip of a script there. Yeah, they've, they've done the, a the good flip. Of, the, the expected approach to this movie would be, oh, I've got to hide this crazy, I'm a freak. The freak he was trying to hide was regular old Michael J. Fox. Was Scott. Short little basketball player. So I thought that was kind of cool. I did, I did like that that was kind of a fresh approach. Yeah, and he discovered in the end to... Be himself. Yeah. And he made the shots and he said, we can do it. We can turn this team around. As myself. As myself. Yeah. And look, this if this is a bit of a Greg way into this other point I wanted to talk oh, about. Oh, yeah, okay. Which was, you know, much like his other big hit of the year, we're, yeah. we're, we're toying with the space-time continuum here. Are we? Yeah. Are we? <laughs> You know, just mostly because I don't understand the passage of time for this film. Oh, right. So kid starts feeling like a werewolf, comes a werewolf, which I had assumed is it's the first time I've seen it as a hereditary thing. I've always seen a guy get attacked. He doesn't get bitten. Yeah. Carol no, was, I'm pretty sure there's no full moon. Carol was going, where's the butt? Where, how, what's happening here? He's been going for, this movie been going for one minute. She goes, where's he going to get bitten? <laughs> When's the setup? What's happening here? Iris said something similar. She's like, oh, has that happened already? Yeah. He hasn't been really? bitten yet. Because really? the things started happening. Yeah. She was like, but he hasn't been bitten. See, yeah, she was wigging out about it. Yeah. Like, oh, shush. But again, this was oh, the 80s, so maybe the lore around lore around becoming a werewolf was still being writ. There was a lot of lawbreakers out there. <laughs> um that was me doing Louis C.K. doing Matthew McConaughey and Magic Mike. Oh wow. Some layers there. Uh, have yeah. you seen that? No. It's so funny. <laughs> um, it, there's no full moon. Does this thing he can't control it? But then what? Can he control it after that? Once he has it the first time, maybe. Well, this is a bit of a thing now too. I've noticed even the Hulk in the Marvel pictures seems to be able to just control it too. I, it seems like a bit of a cop out, if you ask me. I agree. Part of the tension of the whole werewolf thing is not being able to control yeah, it. Yeah, and you got that at the beginning. It's happening and that was the Yeah, and same thing with Incredible Hulk. Part of the tension is not being able to control, control it. it. And Beast also in X-Men, suddenly he's just kind of furry Hulk. Yep, he's it, chill yeah. and strong. It's like, oh, I'll just do it when I want to I do it. I'll just have Column A and Column B. I'll be chill and super strong. Yeah, tension, guys. You know this. We need tension. So he gets werewolf, becomes werewolf, team, team wolf, and then 
wins a game of basketball, goes, joins the play. Yeah. Has trouble deciding if he wants to be a wolf or not. Wins, a, must have won a, a, the first game they lost, they lost by 60 points or something, which <laughs> is massive in basketball. Yeah. Next minute, they're on the championship game against that team again and he's not even the wolf. The team's <laughs> around him still the same. Yeah. He's back to being shit. But he says, guys, no, I think we can win. Yeah. And then he wins. Just because he He, he hits the jumper from the free throw. Did <laughs> <laughs> you see that? He jumps when he took his free throw show. Throw, well, that, that's the other thing with this movie. Like you were pretty hard on White Man Can't oh, Jump. This is next level. Th- that's kind of This is the kind of thing I had in mind when I said at least in White Man Can't Jump, they look the part. They're playing basketball. They put their hand up when they're defending and yeah, put but their even, hand even down. Even the minor things like when, when someone takes – a shot. You can tell if they play ball. Like you can just tell yeah. there's awkward handsies in this where it's like. Oh, yeah, they, they should it looks, shoot it really flat like they're it's passing like, it. It's like if I got my mum to play basketball. Yeah. Nothing against my mum. She's not a basketball player. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's that kind of thing which works in favour of the movie a little bit because they're supposed to be a shit team at least in the beginning. But in the end, you know, it's. it's Yeah. And, and what's the period of time for him to have this big realisation in his life and then. That's a what's a bit like. Is it a week? Is, was he just missing confidence? Is that is it? Was oh, it like a so quickly. Space Jam thing with Michael's special? I think he's. I think we've gone back in time. Yeah. Did you know in Brazil, Teen Wolf was actually released <laughs> yeah. after the Back to the Future. Yeah. So the name of the film was changed to Garoto do Futuro. Boy from the future. Your boy from the future. Something like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> so That's maybe. So, funny. so maybe it's a time traveling werewolf. Yeah. I think well, I so. was also thinking like we don't have enough teen movies with monsters in them. Like, so imagine yeah. if American Pie, but Jim was a werewolf and Jim's dad was a werewolf. Or well, Jim, that, I mean, that's a bit of add some layers. Jim's to it. dad is not dissimilar to werewolf. He's pretty dad. close. So it's right there, guys. He's Get a supportive. He would know how to make a casserole. <clears throat> uh, you know, he's guiding his son through his sexual awakening. Exactly. It's definitely that's a good call. There's definitely some parallels. Why there. not? Why not? Why not have? Fucking what, what's another teen Keep movie? Going. What's another teen movie? Uh, Twilight. <laughs> what about hear me out? Twilight, but with vampires <laughs> and werewolves and werewolves. But you, you hear what I'm saying? You hear what I'm saying? hundred, yeah, I'm down for it. Um, there's room for more monsters. In fact, I think if this was made today, poor old. Apparently, Michael J. Fox is not a fan of this movie. Hence, Teen Wolf Two, Jason Bateman. Um, but if, if this was made today, he would have been locked into like a 10-movie contract, mm. a bit like Jennifer Lawrence, like X-Men and Hunger Games got her before she was famous. Yeah. And you see her performances in those movies as they go on and she's just like, uh. yeah. <laughs> it would have been the same thing. And they probably would have made a connected universe. There would have been like. Oh, yeah, um, big time. Frankenteen. Oh, yeah? Who else? Um, teen Mummy. <laughs> <laughs> What else? I wrote them all down. Come on, you got more. <laughs> Give us Teen Mummy, Teen Dracula, because you know that's what Universal Team Hunchback, Team Hunchback. Why not? I'm thinking. I'm thinking of the classic Universal monsters. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> teen Witch. No, that's played out. There was Teen Witch. Yeah, there's a movie called Teen Witch. What about what else is there? Um, but you know how you they're trying. They've been trying Dracula. to do the Universal. Have been trying to do the the Dark Universe. With the mummy and like bringing all these things back together in a connected universe. Have they? They've tried and failed. Good. Yeah. The Invisible Man, Invisible Teen. See, this thing writes itself. 
But that's what would if this was made today, that's exactly what would have happened. And poor old Michael J. Fox would be, you know, had to, have to, Adams have to front all of these. He would have to be the Iron Man of fucking the connected universe of teen monsters. Yeah, but he would have got so much bank, bro. He would have got bank. He still made bank. He's fine. I don't think Robert Downey Jr. complains about Iron Man. He sure doesn't. Do you know who but else also does that was it? good. Chef. What? Chef doesn't complain about it. What do you mean Chef? John Favreau. Oh, yeah, yeah. I call him Chef sometimes. We're mates. It's cool. <laughs> it's money. It's so money. It's butter. Even know it. it's butter, baby. It's butter, baby. Uh, yes, but I do believe that there is a lack of – I kind of – it's hard to say there's a lack of this sort of stuff – because you have, we have had Harry Potter, yeah, which is deals with yeah, true. Well, and, I and honestly, Twilight was fucking huge. Well, it's very Spider Man esque. Mm. His dad even says to him, almost verbatim, I'm "With great uncle. power comes great responsibility." That's that's the that Spider Man line. That's the that's the whole. That's Spider Man. No, Spider Man is <laughs> with his hand. Like his that. dad says to him, um, "When you want it, you're going to have great power, and with great power." goes a greater responsibility. And interestingly, I mean, also a lot of the, the movie, high school student, great power, great responsibility, uh-huh. it's very Spider-Man-esque. And a lot of, a lot of the old um, the fan world around Spider-Man say that Michael J. Fox would be the perfect Peter Parker had a movie been made around that time. And he kind of would be, right, because Fuck he yeah. is a Tom Holland. He's basically Tom Holland is our, the closest thing we have to Michael J. Fox these days. So there's something interesting there in the, that this is almost Spider-Man. And you know what's even crazier is that Jeff Loeb, who wrote this movie, yes. went on to be a comic book writer and has written Spider-Man stories. So it's, there's like this weird wow. connecties there. Wow. Keep going. And the craziest thing with Jeff Loeb is he went on to make a lot of – so he kind of evolved from film writer into comic book writer and he's written for all the big ones. Marvel. He wrote a lot of big DC ones. Calvin and Hobbes. What's that? The other, that's, the, that's the one Gary Boos is reading in. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I know it from. It's <laughs> it exactly what it is. Um, Garfield. No, he went into. Asterix. He wrote, he wrote um, the long, what is it? The long Halloween or whatever it is for Batman, which went on to it be a big influence on Batman Begins with Christopher Nolan. So he's gone full circle of being movie guy into comic book guy, but then the comic, comic books, books that he wrote became movie the guys. Movies. And now he's he's head of um, head of TV for Marvel. Fucking killed it. Yeah, so he's gone this weird the journey. Lobinator. But it's almost full circle where the first movie he made is almost a Spider-Man. Crazy. Wow. 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 It is. Wow. That's some real wow. That's a wow. Hey, but I did have a um I did have a 2020 reading of this movie. Look, we, we, we look back at these movies and discuss how they've aged um, often poorly, often well. It's a mixed bag. It's a mixed bag. We don't get to choose. We just got to report the facts. And it just so happens all of this is outdated pretty bad, unfortunately. But if you were to give more of a generous viewing to this picture, if you were to kind of forget perhaps the intentions of the same people that wrote Commando, perhaps, just perhaps, bear with me, perhaps this movie is about the perils of, Toxic masculinity. Keep going. Um, this movie's about a small guy, a little guy, a Michael J. Fox type guy. Toxic masculinity. Wants to be a big guy. 
Yeah. Wants to be a big man. Wants to be a big man on campus. Yeah. And and toxic masculinity toxic masculinity really refers to the cultural norms that are associated with with harm to society and to men themselves. Traditional stereotypes of men as Sorry, I'm reading this now. <laughs> Traditional stereotypes of men as socially dominant along with related traits such as misogyny, homophobia can be considered toxic due in part to their promotion of violence including sexual assault and domestic violence. Domestic violence hasn't come up in this but I think everything else there has. Yeah, there's a lot of ticks. There's a lot so- of ticks. Socialisation of boys in patriarchal societies often normalises violence such as in the saying boys will be bullies with regard to bullying and aggression. Now, like I said, I highly doubt this was in the heads of the same guys that wrote Commando the week before. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but if you start to break it down, it kind of makes sense. So homophobia, like I said, they were more accepting of him being a werewolf than they were of him being gay. Um, that's toxic. All of his relationships go to shit. This new hyper-masculinity that he had through mm. being a werewolf was ruining all of his relationships. It was toxic. Yeah. It was toxic in the community. It was toxic in his friend circle. He uh-huh. did things that fuck shit up. Um, he was he became a lot more sexual, perhaps misogynistic, perhaps promiscuous. Promiscuous, all these things. Um, but you know what actually won in the end? Pushing all that to the side and embracing his little man self and winning the game. So winning you, the game. You could get the right, babe. Sorry, continue. Well, that's kind of it. You could argue if you wanted to. Keep going. <laughs> that this movie celebrates the 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 pushing away of toxic the masculinity. Rejection the rejection of. There you go. The rejection of to- toxic masculinity. And, you know, we mentioned that we hate his style so much. Maybe we're meant to. Maybe he's the piece of shit perpetuating, ah. perpetuating this toxic masculinity and he's, he's almost the antagonist in a way, egging him on. So, mm. again, that's a, that's a generous uh, look at this movie. Interestingly, apparently um, the TV show is a lot more progressive. I've never watched it. It looks pretty shit. It ran for, is it still going? It ran Maybe. for a number of years at a glance. Yeah, yeah. And it did look sexier. Yeah, so let's say it looks like Twilight but Vampire, but Werewolves. Yes. and But apparently it's like a lot more progressive. There's like openly gay characters and not all white. Um, so I don't know if that's it, almost a deliberate response to the old one. I think one of the writers of this is is remotely involved somehow, probably more than they were even involved in Team Wolf Two because I think they had some issues with the studio. Did you know there was also an animated issues series with the script from day one? There was issues from day one. Did you know there was an animated series? Uh, I did not. I I thought I didn't, but then I'll, I'll play the little intro here. One for it, two seasons. Will from it look familiar? Nineteen eighty six. I think it will. 1986 ran for two seasons. There was some legit um, animation Multipass. royalty in there. there was the writer of Beauty and the Beast, the animated movie. Ah, oh, yes, involved. that looked immediately right? familiar. One of the writers on, from Gargoyles was Beware, involved. Scott. Oh, oh, no. Not again. How cool is that? It's a hairy situation. I'll die if anyone sees me like this. Hey man, say, don't be shy if it happens to you. Ugh. Hi, Grandpa. Good morning, Scotty. It's fun being different if you have a healthy attitude. Oh, 
dude. Only my friends Booth and Styles know my hairy secret. Interestingly, it's the same type. Yeah. Yeah. The mean. I got a weird complexion and I, I want to scream. It's safer with the car there. Yeah. Teen yeah. Coming out to Sorry, we're throwing some very visual things here, but we'll put it on Instagram. I'm a Teen Wolf. I'm on a howl today. You get your cartoon, you know. Well, it is a cartoon, but well, I thought of that when I was watching it too. Put all of that could have been in the opening yes, credits that, for the actual yeah, bish film. Bash bosh, bish bash bosh, motherfucker. Hey, there's also an urban legend in this movie, very very similar to the um, Three Men and a Baby one, Except. which I think goes down to resolution. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Guy getting the, his dick out in the yeah. Crowd. So there was an urban legend, a bit like Ghost Boy in Three Men and a Baby, which just turned out to be a cardboard cutout of um, Ted Danson's character because he's an actor in the movie. Um, this was kind of similar where I, I guess in the fuzziness of VHS, you couldn't quite make out what it was. Ghost dick. Well, yeah, ghost dick. So basically in the, in the end, they win the game, they, they cut to the crowd, the dad's there, I think he hugs his dad or whatever, and behind them is a guy with his what looks like his pants undone and something showing. Now, now that we're in, living in the world of HD or even ultra HD, depending on your technology at home, it's easy to see that, yes, there's a fly open. Yes. Which is enough of a weirdness, <laughs> but it may be a female. I don't know. It's oh. a, what, lo- what looks like happens, we'll put this on the gram obviously, what looks like has gone down is someone, <laughs> an extra in the background has not realised their fly is undone, done a cheer and yeah. maybe someone's pointed to them and they pull their jumper back down over it. Ah, uh, that old chestnut. Yeah, we've all been there. Hey, is this weird? My dad pointed out to my wife that her fly was undone recently. <laughs> It's so awkward, dude. But Karen was like, oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> then, it, then it's, yeah, it's awkward. Exactly. There's no way around it. I would it. have just let that one go, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> let that one pass you by. <laughs> uh, how about we get into the void? Yeah, let's do it. I don't know what to say, really. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. I am the Lord. I'd like an answer to the question, Judge. I want to have them answered immediately. You can't handle the truth. What are you waiting for? Ah! Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. Nothing further. Your Honor. And that's all I have to say about that. Um, just an overall thoughts. I've probably said it already, but I think I do like the idea of this movie more than. I've enjoyed watching yeah. it. it. It kind of fits in a category to me very similar to Weekend at Bernie's Encino Man. I love the absurd premise and that it exists and that someone made it. Yeah. But I'm not going to be in a hurry to rewatch it. And I don't think if you haven't rewatched it before this episode, you don't need to. Watch the trailer, watch a few clips. That's enough. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's, it's a th- short They'll be the best parts. It was filmed and it was written in two and filmed in three. Yeah. And it shows. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it does have Michael J. Fox, who we haven't talked about probably in as much detail as you may expect. But if you go back to the Back to the Future episode, we went pretty deep in old yeah. MJ Fox. Yeah. Big friend of the show. Big friend of the show. And without him, this movie would be pretty pretty rough, rough going. He's fucking great, as always. He did the best he could do with this. He did. Um, in terms of some of our patented um, 
cultural relevancy tests, I'm I'm very excited to say that for the first time in a while, Simpsons did do it. Oh, I didn't check the Simpsons. So this is in one of the behind the laughter, I think, where Bart yeah. is like negotiating Team Wolf 3. Oh, really? Oh, man. Oh. Bart, if it's not too much trouble. Fine, I'll do Teen Wolf 3. I've got fair-weathered friends to feed. So finally, the little test we put in because we thought it would give us lots of Simpsons clips to play finally paid yeah. off. Um, now yeah. the, flip, the flip side of this, a much less enjoyable Google was <laughs> porn parody. Ooh, ooh. Shall we? Let's just say undetermined because there were some things that it was a bit hard to. I, I didn't really want to work my way through all that content to find. Yeah, yeah it, like was, it was pretty not, hardcore. It was. It was. It was some specific. It was a specific visual that I. It was confronting. Yeah, I, I, I basically when I when I look for porn parody, I usually do Google Images, and this one just it prompted an immediately closed tab. I was like, it was okay, a sea of dicks. Let's put it down as undefined. Bechdel um, test a hard no. Well, hang on. Oh, okay. There maybe not, but there is a father and son conversation about being an alpha male. <laughs> That's the opposite of Bechdel test. <laughs> Ah, yes, I f- sometimes I forget what it is. Special effects? Oh, got to give it a little bit it a for, sure. the, for the claymation. Yeah, I think for these ones I go, sure. 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 Uh, no explosions, unfortunately. Um, did you do any recasties? I didn't. Me neither. <laughs> I just completely didn't. Me too. We were a bit short for time. It was a short week, guys. Yeah, it was a, a short long week. weekend in Australia. Um I mean, I guess Tom Holland makes sense. <laughs> yeah, my boy. Maybe Will Ferrell is a dad. Just thinking out loud now. Oh, he yeah. could do. He could make a casserole. He could play a casserole dad for sure. Just playing it real straight, sweet mm. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it'll work. Yeah, yeah. And he'd do a good intimidation scene where his eyes lit up. Of if the, he had to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd pull that. Get off the get off the shed. <laughs> that that yeah. thing he does. His yeah. intro. <laughs> yeah. His um audition, audition. for yeah. SNL. Yeah, yeah. Um. I think that's all I test. Hey, we didn't do JCVD six degrees this yeah, time because you know what? It, it, Sometimes it takes a it fucking takes long, a long time, time and we've been out of time. Effort versus reward. We'd rather <laughs> give you the information. And look, let's be honest, we haven't had any direct feedback on love the six degrees of JCVD part. Yeah. So effort to reward, you're right, Greg. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to prioritize it. Yeah, we, if we, we get to it, we get to it. We will continually optimize this program based yeah. on – What's easier to do? Yeah. Hey, speaking of feedback, if if you've made it this far into the episode, hopefully it means you liked it. Um, we're we're a small little independent podcast here. We don't make a goddamn dollar. We spend money on making this podcast. We enjoy doing it. Don't get me wrong. But basically, the, our biggest currency is getting reviews. It helps us get up the charts on podcasts on, on Apple Podcasts and whatnot. So if you get a chance, we would love if you could leave us a review. And a big tell thank friends. you to those that have. We've had a we've had a good flurry recently, yeah, which has really helped. Thank you so much. Us. So we uh, we should start giving some shout outs to those reviews. Good point. We really should. Yeah, we'll do it next week. All right, from next week, we're going to start doing shout outs. So make sure you leave your name in your review. I think it does anyway, right? I With think your it Apple or whatever. Does, yeah. But yeah, we'd really appreciate it. We love you guys. Thank you so much. Hit us up on Instagram. What's on next week? Good question. I think it might be from dusk till dawn. Oh. I'm pretty keen to watch that. That's also got vampires. Yeah. In half of it. True. 
great. Pump. It's a good movie, man. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, so it's, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, um, hit find us on Instagram at Double yes. Impact Podcast. Same on Facebook um, and um, Gmail, Double Impact Podcast at gmail.com, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. See you next week. Bye.